The following podcast is presented by Together Washington. Together Washington, we are seeking to build bridges across divides and tell the inspiring stories of those building the common good. If you'd like to support or get involved with Together Washington, go to togetherwashington.com. So excited today to have Shlomi Kaufman with us. He is the Consulate General of Israel in the Pacific Northwest region and is in town for Seattle for a couple of days. And man, we're going to have a lot of fun just talking about Israel, Israel's relationship with the U.S. and Washington and a lot of just a lot of great things. We're going to dive into some fun topics. And Shlomi, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be with you and with the audience. Yeah. Thanks for giving me the time. This is great. And um, you're in town for a couple of days, and then you head back to San Francisco. Exactly. That's yeah. right. That's right. We we came for a couple of days as part of uh, our you know building and, and deepening our relations here with with people with communities here, and we do it all the time. We do it in all the other five states that we cover in Northern California and Montana, Idaho, Alaska, and Oregon, and of course, the Washington State. That's great. What do you think of Seattle? Beautiful city. You I like love it? it? Especially in the summer. <laughs> the winter is a bit more challenging. So do you specifically say, I'm only coming to Seattle in the summer? Is that kind of a like in your prerequisites of like, hey, I come in August to Seattle? No, we come, we come to Seattle <laughs> several times, but August is the better, the better time of the year, you know, oh, when, that- when the sun is shining and it's the weather is welcoming and not raining. Oh yeah, this is <laughs> this is God's weather right here, right? Absolutely. Seventy-five, sunny, little light wind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Especially hey, the evenings, yeah. Well, tell us, you know, that we're going to dive into a lot of things, but maybe just start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself in terms of, you know, your background, you know, where you grew up, and how you got to be in the position you are today as as a diplomat. So. Thanks. So I'm I'm part of the of the Israeli Foreign Ministry, and um, which builds like similar to other other diplomatic services, other foreign services. We're posted in different places around the world, and uh, we build relationship and build bridges with communities with uh, different different circles. I came into this world about 23 years ago and had uh, really a privilege to serve the State of Israel in in five other in five different posts. Starting with China and Bangkok in Thailand and then in Washington, D.C. and New York City and now in San Francisco. So I enjoy all the world, enjoy the Asian world, and I enjoy the East Coast and the West Coast and, and I'm having great fun. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, you've, I mean, you've seen the world and is, does that get tiring to kind of be in all these different places? I mean, or, or does it something that just energizes you? No, I think it's getting, you get it, one get, gets addicted to that. It's, yeah. It's energizing because it's a constant discovery. It's a constant journey where you learn more, when you're getting exposed more, we kind of fantastic job. Yeah. Where did you grow up? What part of Israel did you grow up in? So I was, I, I was born in the Soviet Union and moved to Israel in the 70s and okay. lived in different places in Israel. Um and really kind of mainly in the, in the center of Israel around Tel Aviv area. But I, I work in Jerusalem. I studied in Jerusalem. I served in the military in the south. So I've been traveling all, of, all over all the time. Oh, my goodness. What school yeah. did you go to? I went to Hebrew University in oh, Jerusalem. Okay. And then, Told uh, my ode. To, thank you so much. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is excellent in Hebrew. Um, and I had a great time. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Wonderful. So let's let's talk about just I mean there there I mean, again there's so much we could talk about but let's give um 
you know, the relationship between, you know, Israel and the United States is a obviously very important, right? I mean, it's a, it, I mean, we're, we are friends, we're partners. I mean, tell us in your words about the relationship between Israel and the United well, States. Well, if we, if we say it in one sentence that Israel doesn't have a better, play, a better friend than the United States, and we don't think the United States has better friend than Israel, and our relationship are so deep and so, and so profound and it comes with joint values and joint interests and joint uh, view of the world, uh, two democracies, although in size quite different, and Israel is the size of New Jersey, pretty much, with eight, around 8,500 square miles. But uh, what brings us together, what keeps us together is our values and how we see the world and uh, the, the importance of having a free, free world and the importance of having democracies. Yeah. I mean, if, if you had a – when you think and you go down a little bit deeper and you think of – as you've been around the U.S. and what are, what are a few of those things where you say, okay, this is where I see – our commonalities, you know, between the the two, you know, countries, the two mindsets. What are, what are a few of those things where, when you dive a little bit deeper under the surface, that maybe, maybe some at a surface level, maybe you see some things, but as you've dove a little bit deeper, are there a few things that maybe the, with it with kind of the naked eye you can't see, but now that you've really, you know, you've been here in the U.S. and you're like, you know what, I here's where I really see some deep commonalities. Well, I think the main the main commonality is the, is the feeling of freedom, and feeling of of the perfection of being able to say whatever you want to express up your mind, and uh, that that's a very profound value. And that you know, Israelis are very outspoken, Americans are very outspoken. There is a very strong debate, fierce debate about topics. But that's something which is a base, profound and basic for us, which is uh, which brings us together. And the other thing is innovation, creation, and hope. And I think we couldn't get after seventy-three years to where we are today without having these two, with these three um, elements. And I think the same same for Americans. I mean, this nation is a nation of hope. This nation is a nation of creation. And this, you know, in Seattle, having here. You know, Seattle being a tech center as well as uh, Silicon Valley where we are based, you see the common thing, especially around the innovation. And, uh, you know, given the fact that you have so many companies from Seattle, mainly Microsoft and Amazon, having such a strong base in Israel, that speaks for itself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the other, of course, you know, significant commonalities is just, you know, the, the the fact that we have a foundation of, of faith, right? You know, faith and faith in God. Right. What, what, in your words, what does that, what does that mean to you in terms of that commonality here between the two countries? Well, I think in this, in this regard, it's more, you know, the, the belief and first of all, the history, I would say the, the Judeo Christian history that brings us together and that a lot of our values are deriving from there. But I think also faith and 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 um, and the the connection of values that are coming from the religion, and that's what's what's also another element in that. Yeah, give our listeners. Um, let's can we dive into the history of of Israel becoming, you know, a, a, a country again, right? Yeah. Not not that long ago, and the incredible meaning of that. I mean, that's just I think. As a history major myself, 
you know, I, I, I love, the, you know, the history that we find in our world. But it's interesting. A lot of I find when I'm, you know, interacting with folks, you know, we, we don't maybe maybe the average person on the street doesn't maybe maybe don't doesn't know the general history of of certain things. Can you share with us in, in your words like the that history of and what it meant to have Israel become, uh, you know, in was it 1947? 48. 48. 48. Yeah. So um, if we go, we, we spoke, you, you mentioned earlier the, you know, our um, faith, faith um, history and faith connection. Um, and the Jewish people were, you know, the, the home of the Jewish people. Um, uh, we, let's say, we, we, we would not, we didn't have a home for 2,000 years. And after the Jewish people were expelled by the Romans, we were basically dispersed all over the world. And in 48, after 2,000 years, the Jewish people reunited back in Israel. And when you think, when one thinks about it from a historical perspective, that's a miracle. There is no nation in the world that was sent out to all the four corners of the world and succeeded with the hope and belief that they spoke of it to rebuild, to come back to its land, and to rebuild its its own country. And you mentioned what is, what is common, what is, what is common also to, to the United States and to Israel. We came, Jewish people came from more than hundred countries back to Israel, and we rebuilt this nation just in seventy three years, despite the challenges and the wars and the and, and the threats that we have from the region. We succeeded to rebuild a flourishing nation. Nation was succeeded with economy, with innovation, with democracy, which really shines in the world, and which is so so different from our our geography. We've got Shlomi Kaufman with us in studio today. He is the Consulate General of Israel here in the Pacific Northwest region. He's in Seattle for a couple days before he heads back to San Francisco. But Shlomi began his appointment as Israel's Consul General to the Pacific Northwest in August 2017, and he most recently served as policy advisor to the deputy foreign ministers based in Jerusalem. And you've, man, you've, you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot, Shlomi, over the years, and goodness sakes. I mean, we're, we're kind of diving into a little bit of, you know, the history of Israel and the country coming back together in 1948. And, you know, you think about the impact of, you know, Israel, which you said it's the size of New Jersey, right? Yep. Ge- yep. Geographically. But then you think about the, um, you know, the influence that, you know, Israel has around the world. I mean, that's this is tremendous. And speaking of influence, um, the Olympics just happened. And... I mean, Israel got uh, four medals. Very inspiring. Very inspiring. <laughs> I mean, tell tell us tell us about it. So yeah, well, thanks thanks for that. So we were, um, you know, these the 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 Olympics this time were were a fantastic. Uh, I mean, fantastic event for Israel. I mean, we were not traditionally we were not. Um, we we didn't really build our sports capabilities, and of course it comes with you know the the resources which are needed, etc. But uh, through the years we got better, 
And uh, about 20 years, we, started, we got our first Olympic medal. And this time, we got four. So one in Taekwondo, one in rhythmic uh, gymnastics, one in gymnastics, and one in judo. And, you know, it gives, it uplifts the spirit of the nation. Look, it's a nation that, uh, it, it, a little bit over 9 million people, and a nation that every success of this kind on the world stage is really inspiring and kind of encouraging it. Um, and, you know, one of the discussions today in Israel is, okay, so now we need to, more kids would like to learn or would, would like to uh, exercise gymnastics, and we need to, you know, provide more resources for that, encourage kids to be better in that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what the, those Olympians who... I assume they are they back in Israel now, and I'm sure the reception. What was the re- did you was there video of the reception or what the was that like? The reception at the airport. It's not just. It's not only. You know. It's first of all, the media coverage that they get in Israel is like, and people follow and people see like as they advance, they come to the finals, and then once they get the you know when they get the medal, it's like. All the news outlets are covering that. It's it's a huge excitement. You know, it's 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 a country of, it's a small country, and every success, especially when you have so many challenges around us, is something which is very important to us. Which is another step to move forward. Another step. We spoke about the hope. That's another something additional hopeful uh, movement. Yeah, absolutely. So, are, which of those sports that you got? Uh, medals in which one were you most excited about well i think i think that um the taekwondo and the gymnastics just because this is the first time we got a medal in these two right and taekwondo was the first day right and we have the 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 youngest the youngest um uh i think she's the youngest athlete who got who got a medal uh this time she was 19 First oh day. Wow. Amazing. That's a good start, right? Yeah, to the, yeah, yeah. the She set the tone. She absolutely set the tone. Set yes. the tone. That's yes. great. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I know. It's just there's there's nothing like the Olympics, right? I mean, it just brings brings people together, brings countries together. And stories. Stories. And, right. oh, my goodness. There's a story that they're running on the NBC, uh, you know, broadcast about the, the town in – you know your your area there down in the Bay Area, Crescent City, and the sister city in Japan, that the a boat from the tsunami had come across to Crescent City, and and it developed a relationship between these two small towns, and they chronicled this journey that they've been these towns have been on together. And did you, I don't know if you if you caught that or not, no, but no. it was I mean so powerful to see you know, as humans, the commonalities that we have, right? That were, um, you know, ima- the Imago Dei, right? Created in the image of God, everybody, right? Yeah. The stories are moving from one place to another and um, yeah. there's so many similarities. I'm saying yeah. the, the stories, are, the stories are, are moving from one continent to another and so many similarities. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm curious, Shlomi, um, you know, you've been here, I mean, we're, we're at an interesting time in the U.S., right? I mean, this is a, and I'd be curious from your perspective, like how you see things, especially in your role. Um, we're at an interesting time, right? I mean, we're, some are saying this is the most divided our, the U.S. society has been uh, maybe ever, and, and maybe since what was the Civil War, 
Um, I mean, the it used to be in the U.S. where if, if you had divisions, you would fight about it. But then at the end of the day, you'd go out and get a drink and, all right, mm-hmm. you know, we can agree to disagree kind of thing. But now things are so divided now that that doesn't really exist much longer. Now things are a little more personal and families are, you know, fractured. Friends are fractured because of the divides that we're seeing in our country. And I wonder how does that play out for you in your role and, and, and just your perspective on, on how you see it? Well, for, uh, look, for, as, as, as a foreign diplomat, I usually don't comment on internal issues of a society of a country, but, um, but I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you from my perspective, the, uh, couple of things. One, um, when it comes to Israel and, and sometimes we see, you know, discussions and discourses left, right, but there is, um, one common understanding that of the importance of this relationship and, and some, and in many cases, personal importance to people and people care. And if they express, you know, views left, right, doesn't matter. But as long as they care and they're connected, that's important, and that's what and that's what we're doing. And the other thing is, like historically, when you look at, at trends in different societies, uh, there there are, you know, things are moving in kind of in many cases in pendulum. So I know how it was 50 years ago during other times or 100 years ago. And I don't have this perspective, but I believe that, um, and. You know, spending enough time, I know that this society is strong enough and is 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 um, I'm say coming across the same values, and whatever if there is whatever crisis there is, it will it will you know come yeah overcome it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. And when you come up here, what's kind of what's on the agenda, right? When you come up to Seattle, tell us about you know some of the things that you're up to. What is the Tell us about the you know Jewish Israeli community here in Seattle. Um, give, give us some insight into what's happening here in Seattle. Sure, absolutely. So first of all, as, as I mentioned earlier, the um, Amazon and Microsoft are two companies which are very which is which are based in Israel too, and have and of course being a breach, technological breach. A lot of you know the tech developments are taking place in Israel, and, and naturally. These companies, you know, the the R and D moves from Israel to here and the other way around. So, by nature, because of that, there are thousands of Israelis living in the Seattle area, which uh, which they serve, you know, as as a bridge and as a connector. Um, there is a very robust Jewish community here. There is a community that came part of the community that came from Rhodes, from Greece, and from Turkey. Uh, about 100 years ago, which is a very strong community and very connected uh, community that came from also from other parts of Europe, which is also very connected to Israel. Seattle and Beersheba, city of Beersheba in Israel, have sister-city relationship, uh, and we're working on that as well. Um, and I would say the... And we and we hold the during normal times, but uh, we hold several activities here, including Jewish Film Festival that we participate in, and the in uh, other other areas that we are trying to promote academic ties that we're trying to promote. So it's part of you know a regular work uh, working vi- of, uh, visit that we do that we you know, come, we meet with people, we discuss different issues, we're trying to promote with the current challenges or despite the current challenges which are happening now. Yeah. Do you connect with the ADL 
up here at all? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. ADL and the American Jewish Committee and, and the Federation. Yes, these are these are all organizations. But we also see, you know, folks from other from other circles. I mean, from the from uh, Christian University and from the uh, University of Washington. So it's not just the Jewish organization world, but it's larger. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you did you connect? You know, Mary Cypers at the ADL. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. She's great. Yeah, she's absolutely. a good friend of mine. Fantastic. Her and Dave. They're. She's actually on the board of. Uh, uh, a nonprofit that I lead called Together Washington. So, okay. so she's uh, just absolutely top notch, yeah. first class. She's been on the show. Okay. I did know that. Yeah, that's great. Isn't that yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, we're all we're just becoming family here. Absolutely. Isn't this Next fun? Time we'll do it together. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Shlomi Kaufman with us in studio today. He's the Consulate General of Israel in the Pacific Northwest region. We are just having a fantastic time just hearing from him, his story, and just so many profound relational things that we have between the U.S. and our friends in Israel. And Shlomi, if, let's let's pivot a little bit here and, and let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the Middle East. Um, let's talk about the Abraham Accords. I know a lot of folks are are paying attention to this and interested in this. Can you can you give us give our listeners a quick primer of what that is and what's currently happening with it? So, about a year ago, uh, we had a breakthrough in the relationship with three of very important countries in the Middle East in North Africa, um, and as a result, we started conversation started and it ended up with um, facilitating and establishing a relationship with United Emirates and with Bahrain, Morocco in North Africa, and Sudan is probably somewhere on the way. And we just, as we speak today, the foreign minister of Israel, Yair Lapid, is visiting Morocco. Mm. And we have a very robust exchange on all levels, on, on you know, tourism and economy and investments between UAE and Israel. And that's that's you know a new that's a new day. That's that's a completely when that was signed when that was announced. Um, you know, if it if for us it was like, whoa, we're starting a new time, mm-hmm. starting a new period in Israel's history, in Israel's relationship with its neighbors. So. About 20 years after we signed agreements with Jordan, and, and more than and, and more than 20, about 40 years with with Egypt, we have now a relationship with UAE, with Bahrain, and with Morocco, which are you know relationships which are based on common interest and on on on, on the will to make the, the the Middle East a more safer and stable place, and that's where we're heading. That's why. We have these exchanges between ministers, and we have this uh, tourism going on between between Israel and these and, and these countries, and of course, uh, economic prosperity. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's got to be really encouraging, right? I mean, to think about where things were and where things are going. I mean, we're kind of trending in a pretty good direction here. You've, there's a lot of going back to the word hope, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, think about that in, in back in the seventies. There was what we call Israel experience, what is called the Arab boycott. Basically, there was no relationship with any country. And today we have our immediate neighbors, Egypt and Jordan, plus Morocco and UAE and, and Bahrain. And uh, you know, and more countries who hold it down the road will have more countries that will sign an agreement 
peace agreement with Israel, and we can we can really move to a new new era. Yeah. That's, uh, well, we need we need some of that uh, some of that mojo here in the U.S. to help us with us with some of our problems. You know. Well, I think let's uh, <laughs> 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 put it this way: we, I, th- I think we have we have enough challenges in our life <laughs> to deal with them first. <laughs> well, speaking of challenges, uh, let's talk about Iran. Um, what what's what's going on right now? So the new the new uh, the president is is someone who is uh, who I mean at least in Israel known as someone who is, uh, let's say, an extremist and someone who is, uh, whose past is, is uh, I would say, is a very bloody past. And, uh, and um, what we see is mainly a rhetoric and an attempt to destabilize the Middle East. We see that with Iranians strive to achieve nuclear weapon. We see them with supporting Hezbollah and Hamas, which are terrorist organization. Hezbollah was hijack, which hijacking Lebanon and Hamas, which hijacked Gaza. And we see them just trying to destabilize and, and, and instead of you know, trying to pursue a better future, trying to, what they're trying to do is to destabilize the Middle East and, and, and push terror. And, 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 of course, Israel is the first target that mm-hmm. they are striving for. And, and what's, what's currently happening in terms of how, how, to, how to resolve that? So at the, at the at the moment, what we see, look, we we had the latest exchange with Gaza, with, uh, and we saw definitely support of Iran with Hamas and the Islamic Jihad. We see Iran again providing a very um, you know advanced advanced and and precise weapon to weapons to Hezbollah, and the way and the way to 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 advance and the way to tackle is is mainly sanctions is to say, to send a very strong message to Iran by the international community that this kind of behavior and this kind of attempt to destabilize the Middle East is not the right way. And if they, if they come not in conversations, they're in sanctions. And, that's, and, and the message has to be very clear. Yeah. yeah. And is that get, do you think that message is getting across? Well, not, not necessarily. Yeah. Not necessarily always. I mean, there are, there are you know, different negotiations, etc., but... Um, the stronger the message is, the, the 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 understanding will be deeper. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's obviously I'm sure folks, particularly the countries involved in the Abraham Accords, they've they've got to be um, united together in this as well, right? I think I, I think that in this case, especially the Gulf countries, understand exactly uh, Iranian kind of uh, where Iran is aiming and what they're trying to achieve. And, uh, and I think what what another another angle that brings us together is our will and our hope to keep the Middle East stable, keep it you know to keep it on on a track for prosperity, for development, and not for terrorism. And we see the Iranian hands trying to destabilize in Yemen, in Saudi Arabia, of course, in the Persian Gulf. Um, and we that's that's not that's not what we're hoping and not our partners in the Middle East are hoping for. Yeah. And I'm sure if 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 some good things, if there's some good outcomes there, I mean, that would move things in the Middle East to perhaps a place that it hasn't been in a long time. I mean, th- this is kind of a to be a significant thing to get that resolved. Absolutely. But unfortunately, we're not there when you listen to rhetoric coming from Iran. And the threats coming, especially towards Israel. Uh, and when you see, look, we 
We're a nation that already experienced once threats, rhetoric, and losing six million people. And when we hear threats and we have we see deeds of developing, you know, um, weapon of mass destruction, and trying also to push it to other proxies in the region, we take it seriously. And this is something that we we will not allow and we cannot allow to happen in the region. So weapon of mass destruction, nuclear weapon for Iran, this is something which is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. Is there unity with the U.S. in terms of how to approach that? I think there is, there is definitely unity on, on, on the goal of not having Iran carrying um, you know, nuclear weapon. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I, one of the things that, you know, I've got on my – you know, it's on it's on my bucket list, okay, of you know, I, I've got to get to Israel and I want to take my kids. My wife's been, although she'd love to go back. What obviously things are a little tricky right now <laughs> in <Yeah>. the world. <laughs> right. Things are a little tricky, um, with the co- with the pandemic, things like that. But um what what's the message for folks who wanna come and, and, and visit and and visit the beautiful country of Israel? Well, the message is very simple. It's a short flight of 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you can take from San Francisco and enjoy all the way. Nice, nice flight. Uh, you know, several movies. <laughs> and you land in the country, in, in Tel, you land in Tel Aviv. If you come in July, that's a little bit over 100 degrees, usually, August. But um, that's, as I, as I mentioned earlier, it's a small country. It's a country with so many treasures and so much history, a history of 4,000 years and a, and, 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 a, and a modernization process and vibrant, you know, vibrant and energetic people, fantastic cuisine that comes from Yemen and from Russia and from Latin America and from Morocco and uh, great music, great beaches, warm water. Warm water. Warm water. I, I'm from yep. Seattle. I know nothing about Warm that. Warm water. Yeah. And not, <laughs> and, and not lake. Um, so come and visit. And, and, and I'm sure you will enjoy it. It will give you a taste of more. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't tease me right now. I want to come. Having a great time with Shlomi Kaufman, the Consulate General of Israel in the Pacific Northwest. He's in town here for a couple of days. So glad to get some of your time, Shlomi, and have you come into studio and having a great time. Thank you for the opportunity. It's great to be with you. This is great. And we were talking about some of the, the best food, the best places to visit in Israel. And, you know, for, for I mean, you got to share some of that with, with our listeners because that's, uh, I mean, that's that's some good stuff. We got to know where to go, what to do. And the be- what's your favorite restaurant in Tel Aviv? My favorite restaurant? Yeah. My favorite restaurant is sitting on the beach and having a watermelon with, uh, with Greek cheese. Oh. And that's fabulous. Wow. And it's not a restaurant, but, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's an experience. Ki- it's, it's kind of an Israeli experience that you, that you, you enjoy. The, the beach and the sea in Israel is kind of, is almost a sacred place. It's almost as holy as many other places. But, you know, there is no place, and especially, you know, for, for people who love history, who love who are faith people, there is no place like Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Where you walk 
really the streets, the narrow streets of the old city. And you can imagine for Christians where they can see, where they can feel what Jesus walked. Okay, And from the Church of Holy Sepulchre, they just walk probably another 10, 15 minutes. And they see the walls of the second temple. Hmm. And, and to see Christian priests, Orthodox Jews, and Muslims walking together the streets of Jerusalem, the old city, having this opportunity, having this freedom for worship. That's an experience that you, is, you don't see anywhere else. Mm. And not too far from there, if you drive an hour, you get to the lowest place in the world, which is the Dead Sea, with its minerals and its special, like, it's, 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 it's special smell and its special sceneries, which are fantastic. And from the Dead Sea back to, well, I would say maybe half hour from there to Masada, which one of the famous, most famous historical stories took place, uh, and the Jewish struggle and the Jewish bravery against the Roman occupation. And from there back to Tel Aviv, where you have the most vibrant scene of music, food, pride, um, and freedom. Mm. And, of course, innovation and technology. Right. And they all come in the same place. And just remember that this city was established in the 1930s, not that long ago. And, um, and the distances are like Jerusalem to Tel Aviv, 45 minutes. Mm. It's short, it's, it's small, but it's very vibrant. Wow. And it gives you a taste of more. Yeah. I mean— just li- I'm just not even kidding. Just <laughs> listening, I'm just like I'm getting the, the goosebumps. Just like oh my goodness, I just I want to, I want to go. It's just a short flight of fourteen hours. Yeah, you could get through all of the Lord of the Rings. Absolutely, you know, and then you're there, right? <laughs> how, but, yeah. how about Bethlehem? What's well, Bethlehem and 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 Capernaum, which are also not too far. I mean, that's the whole Judeo-Christian. History starts there, mm-hmm. started there. And the amazing thing is that it's not just, you know, where it started, but also, like, you go pretty much in this 8,500 square miles, you see, you can experience, you can learn of a world history that took place, uh, whether it's the Crusaders, whether it's Salah din and whether it's... Um, um, you know the 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 um, the Turkish uh, mandate of of Palestine back then, like it's the all the big empires crossed up, tried to occupy um, what we call Eretz Israel or or Palestine. Mm. So we, it's I would say the most historical place that you can one can think of, and absolutely um, very vibrant. Yeah, wow, Shlomi, when you think of you know, it's just been so fascinating to just um, have you here and hear your, you know, your background and, and what you're doing. And I, I'm curious, you know, you think of, you know, your life, right? And you think of all the experiences and, and the people who have, you know, been mentors to you or poured into you because you, you're you're here, right? You're, you're doing an important role here, but you've had you know, people and experiences along the way, mm-hmm. right, that mm-hmm. have shaped you, right, informed you as a person. I'm curious, when, 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 I, when I say that, 
And and you think of the people and experiences in your life that have you know shaped you, informed you. What what comes to your mind? My parents. That's uh, and it's maybe it's kind of banal, but it's my parents and 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 what they taught me, what they educated, what they sacrificed, what they're so important. And even today, I mean, my family, my mom is in Israel, and I'm here. So you know, and it's also kind of. Something that you pay, you kind of sacrifice and you give, you you give up. Um, when you say when they sacrifice, tell us more about well, it's that. Well, not, it's not living a normal life, like, you know, having your family around you, etc. I mean, they live in Israel and we kind of move into two different places. We don't live, we, we're not, you know, physically or geographically close. So that's, it's part of the toll. But um, I think my parents, mm. my parents definitely. Yeah. yeah. And you think of maybe some, ex- like when you think of experiences that you've had, whether it's in school or places that you've been that have really kind of, again, formed you, anything come to mind for you that some really significant experiences in your life? Look, I, th- I think different historical events that we've been through, that we lived through in Israel, whether it's the Gulf War, um, 1990-91, when Israel was attacked, when we had to kind of prepare ourselves, being a small country for possible for potential chemical attack, I think the nineties when uh, the the peace process during the you know Rabin period and of course Rabin assassination, but I would say along the, my my professional career there were different events that shaped and kind of gave me added a perspective on things, whether it's the Annapolis conference, whether it's the President's visit, U.S. President visit to Israel, like all these things are kind of added, you know, another layer, and another layer, and, another. and we 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 keep we constantly keep learning and studying and kind of understanding. Yeah, things, yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Sure, thank you so much. Just talking to Shlomi Kaufman, Consulate General of Israel in the Pacific Northwest region. Let's let's end with some fun. Do you like do you like fun? Sure. Do you like having fun? Um, <laughs> um, what's your uh, favorite movie of all time? Oh, that's a tough one. Which comes to my mind, I think, uh, is hair. Okay, I love hair. Yeah, I think it's and then Grease. Yeah, Grease is great. Too. Oh, Grease, Grease, yes. The the musical, the musical. Yeah, yeah. because they are fun. Yeah, they they're are all fun. fun. They're colorful. They're right. Both, they're happy. They're yeah, Greece is the. Can you can you sing any of the song? No, no. You, no. Don't. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to hear me. Sing. <laughs> you you said you were talking about food earlier. What's your favorite food? Do you have a favorite food? Yeah, Thai, Thai Thai food. Thai I love, food. I love Thai food. Yeah, yes. I, love I spent two years in Thailand. I love Thai food. Thai food's great. Yeah. How about favorite band? Do you have a favorite band of all time? Sure, Pink Floyd. Seriously? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Dark Side of the Moon? Well, Dark Side of the Moon. Well, I didn't want to say The Pretenders. <laughs> <laughs> and Beatles, of course. Yeah. And Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old enough to, you know, kind of to still, you know, yeah. make them fresh. <laughs> <laughs> what's a favorite place that you've ever visited? When you think of, like, all the places you've been, what's the one that stands out to you? Jerusalem. 
Jerusalem. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I'm not trying to get in trouble. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And is there any place that you've never been that you're, man, I want to, I want to visit there. I want to go there. Oh, many places. Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shlomi Kaufman, thank you so much for joining us. I know our listeners are really, really enjoyed it. This is very, it's, it's, it's deep, it's engaging, it's personal, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us in the studio today. Thank you so much. It was great to be with you. I enjoyed it too. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much.